Hey guys, welcome back to another Cultured Voice discussion. I'm Pepe and I'm joined by Nathan. And we're joined by Wildebeest today. Yeah. And <laughs> as always, another special guest appearance by the legend himself. And today we're talking about uh, Dragon Ball Super Superhero, the new Dragon Ball film which has released in cinemas uh, mid-August. And yeah, we, uh, we've we watched it. There's prepared to be spoiled, by the way, because we're going to be discussing all of the film and all sorts around it. Anyway, how are you guys doing today? Are you well? Not bad, not bad. How are you doing, Sam? I'm doing well. I'm still reeling from uh, my Yu-Gi-Oh loss late earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, I'm good. <laughs> a bit of context for anyone. Uh, we did also do a freeway duel uh, <laughs> with some Yu-Gi-Oh cards that bought uh, the Yu-Gi's legendary decks. So <laughs> that is also a bit of context for us uh, today. <laughs> There's a few wins, a few losses, you know. Ev- everyone had fun yeah right yeah it was uh, it was a good time <laughs> always happy to chat about some dragon ball so thank you guys for having me for this again like super excited to get into it of course of course i have many thoughts i think we all do yeah <laughs> when we um when we like first pitched the idea of oh like oh we want to do a dragon ball super superhero episode we were like oh we're watching it all together anyway because we we're all going to watch the movie together why don't we get you on the podcast and actually do <laughs> like talk about this the three of us since we've all seen the film together we might as well talk about it together guys we all saw it yesterday and pepe banned us from talking about it with each other throughout the day <laughs> get exposed <laughs> <perhaps>. <laughs> i mean let's imagine if we just like, like spoke about it out outside the thing that like outside the show and then it'd be like oh yeah i remember you saying this i remember you saying that and like this is all fresh in our minds as well we saw it yesterday at time of record okay i understand what you're saying yeah but you know it's also like we're becoming those people like just save it for the show. Don't 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 say anything. Just save it for the show. I don't, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Save it for the show. But like now we can actually give our raw thoughts. That's right. Nathan and I had a good powwow about it while Pepe was turned away. So it's all good. Yeah, we did. We did. You bastards. See, this is uh, like, you, that's it. I'll, I'll be leading this shit then because you two have already discussed your points. <laughs> uh, nah, just kidding. Just kidding. Um, but yeah, okay. Yeah, as I said before as well, there will be spoilers in this episode. So if you haven't watched the movie yet, uh, definitely go out and see it. I don't know how long it's in cinemas for, but um, yeah, recommend seeing that. You have been warned. This Spoiler alert. Yes, yes. yes. See, three people have warned you now. <laughs> anyway, okay, the film, superhero. So I'll tell you, let me, let me, I'll start, I'll start, I'll start. Go, 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 go. <laughs> so I'll tell you one thing that I do very much appreciate about this film is, to me, this film was very much Piccolo, the movie, which was great. Mm, I agree. Because Piccolo has had so little screen time since Super started, really. He's had the odd fight there, like helping out in the Tournament of Power and helping out against Freezer Force in Resurrection F and that whole arc and everything. But we haven't really had much of him. In fact, I think like the last power up of Piccolo that we actually had was when he absorbed Kami and became a super Mechian. Yes. Yeah. And that's literally the last time they've ever done anything interesting with Piccolo. And then he's just kind of been there as a stern, watchful, wise eye on the sidelines throughout. So having like him properly throughout the film and kind of almost leading the film, it was a nice thing to see. Yeah, I, I agree. Like It's one of those ones where like like you said he hasn't done much since the cell saga and he's kind of just been like a side character even when you look at like um is it like tournament of power and the uh was it universe seven versus universe six little tournament they did into universe tournament and then resurrection f before then really not much eh? yeah but even during all those fights he like he was there and he's like pitched as one of the world's strongest warriors but he takes l after l the guy hasn't like (laughs) won anything like amazing like <laughs> he doesn't like he doesn't really get the wins as much as some of the other Z fighters do. And like you said, Sam, it is like it's good to see him kind of like as you said at the forefront of this, even though it's like oh no, it's it's Dragon Ball. Like, we're so used to seeing Goku and Vegeta taking the spotlight. Yeah. It felt nice to have like like him and Gohan's like sort of dynamic again as well. Oh uh, yeah, but I mean even so, like the film was very much more piccolo. Gohan was there, and yeah, like we'll talk about it later, but Gohan got his new transformation and things like 
like that. But even so, Gohan was very much a sideline character for this film. Mm. It's a very strange concept, that is it? Like it was about him, but he wasn't one of the main characters. He wasn't. He didn't get a load of screen time. Like yeah, he was part of the main fight at the end, but that was about it. It is true. Like he's like focusing on Piccolo's relationship with him, like him and Pan as well. Like he's just going around trying to like stop the Red Red Ribbon Army for the longest. But like it's it's. It's a weird concept, the fact that Piccolo is very much, like, the main character of this. But even then, like, they don't pitch it that way in any of the trailers or anything like that. Like, isn't pitching, like, any of the <laughs> any of the uh, visual, like, promos or anything like that. But it's a weird, <laughs> it's just a weird concept. But realistically, if they did pitch it as Piccolo as the main character of this movie, would anyone actually be willing to see it as much? I think people would. I would. I love Piccolo. Like, it's the one thing that I thought was the most surprising. Mm. Again, like Pepe said, all the promo and stuff, like, we were led to believe that it was going to be a certain type of story. Mm -hmm. And they left out some small details that actually make up the bigger picture. And obviously, if you, like, watch stuff or you hear things from online or whatever, you'll figure it out, right? But I was actually quite surprised that the film didn't quite happen the way all the trailers and stuff were describing it yes he still goes against the red ribbon army yes he still goes and undercover and pan is there but it also the most surprising thing is that it was their plan in the end kind of you know i mean like when you're led to believe that the red ribbon army kidnaps pan and piccolo's in the mm, uniform you yeah. think oh he's there because he's trying to get in to save her and then gohan appears but no it turns out piccolo was <laughs> there infiltrating before and then he's like do you know what let's get gohan back into shape let's get him kicked up the ass so he finally sees mm -hmm. the error of his ways faking his daughter's kidnapping essentially yeah like they're both <laughs> in on the bit like on the gag like haha mm, it's all yeah. fun and games but gohan doesn't know because he's too busy locked up in a room researching and that are like and super, super saiyan super saiyan super saiyan super saiyan yeah. oh, oh my god that yeah. hurt me on a spiritual level when he said that oh god oh ugh. i think it's yeah i mean some some of the stuff that came through in terms of the dub in this uh uh this movie is quite questionable but uh, i mean i'm not gonna be like slating on it. i'm not gonna hate on it that much i think yeah i would like to watch it uh subbed when i get the chance yeah yeah same like when the blu-ray comes out i'll watch it in sub yeah but it's always like dragon ball is one of those things where i will always watch the sub and then i will always watch the dub because obviously we grew up with the voices of shemel and uh I was about to say Chris Hemsworth, but no, it's Christopher Sabat, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, like Sean Schemmel, Sabat, Sonny Stray, all of that lot. And it was great to just have them back. I will say, though, whilst some things like the pun work, I'm not a fan of puns anyway, so they always hurt me. But <laughs> I can appreciate that the dub for the film sort of had a more lighthearted tone like absolutely yeah the whole film felt sort of like a cross between original dragon ball humor and adventure with you know more super and z vibes you know you got all the fights and the transformations from the later parts but it still had this sort of humor about it mm. this sort of almost fourth wall breaking like very self-aware comedic sense like with the whole carmine stuff every time he did a presentation like <laughs> magenta being like oh you made yourself a logo did you yes yes i did like or when he's and like he was his youtube video yeah his, like, like, his channel which only has like was it piccolo and gohan like number 14 yeah or but it had like 12 that. views like <laughs> yeah. yeah it was like little like references and things like that that were like pretty funny yeah i agree yeah they, they, like it did like hit the mark on the like uh humor scale quite well i do agree it did can we just talk about something that hit me quite hard while we were watching that oh yeah and that's uh the family tree of dr Giraud. yeah i noticed that as well yes this is so he had a kid with android 21 yes <laughs> and android 21's kid was android 16 yes. yes i had no idea about that and 16 apparently had a kid called hedo i had no idea either you guys wait you guys didn't know that no i had no clue about it no so i'm i'm guessing he turned his kid into an android before he turned his wife into an android okay so what happened was and this was all things that i've watched on youtube and stuff mm -hmm. so at some point jero and 21 get together surely before she's 21 right yes so they okay. he changes and she leaves and they had a son before that 
he was part of the Red Ribbon Army and dies mm-hmm. on on some sort of mission. So then he gets super depressed and rebuilds, like basically builds an android version of his dead son. Uh-huh. At some point, they both turn themselves into androids in some capacity. Where, where, where is all of this in actual Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball Super or Dragon Ball? It's nowhere. How are we meant to know that? It it literally isn't. I I mean, people people figured out back in the Z days that. 16 was Jiro's son. I don't know how. I literally don't know how, but I knew I knew that for a long time. Yeah, it's not really like explained anywhere at all. Like it, it's probably one of those where you know, like it's in one of those like a character book or something like that. Character book or some yeah something like yearly thing. So he more just made 16 in his son's likeness. Yeah, because he was depressed that he his son died. And similarly, I guess he probably made 21 in his wife's likeness or his ex-wife's likeness. No. She is. He, she was still alive, so she turned herself into something. Oh, so he just turned her into. An, oh, she turned herself into an android. Yeah, because they separated. Oh, I see. At some point, again, it, it's confusing because they both happen to do the same thing, but they split because of something, and they like. Yeah, I didn't like that her real name is like vomit or something or vomu because Jiro or in Japanese Gero is vomit. Uh. And so her name is like vomu or something. So what's Hedo? Hedo, Hedo is something I, I can't remember. I think it's like burp or something. <laughs> Lovely. Jesus Christ. <laughs> See, like I remember, like us having a conversation at one point about, oh, we like the naming convention in Dragon Ball. <laughs> you know, like tambourine, drum. You know, like oh, like the Ginyu Force, like juice. But uh, like, <laughs> I mean, on that note, reading uh, Dragon Ball Super yesterday, yeah, I only just clocked that they are called the heaters, and there is gas and elec. So a gas heater. <laughs> and an electric heater yeah and what are the other two called uh oil and i can't remember what the other one is it's oil gas electric and... oil heater and some other heater uh, it's just so funny i love it it's just like yeah like at the end of the day it's just dragon ball name conventions all over they always go for theme but it's just i never thought they'd go for uh, they're not always complimentary though i mean the briefs family is yeah. all underpants i mean that's like it's it feeds into um dragon ball's comedy when it first started yeah. though isn't it the brief family that kind of makes sense i guess you know i literally as well only the other day realized that videl is an anagram of devil wow you just blew my mind <laughs> but yeah yeah <laughs> Um, so Mr. Satan, Videl, Devil. I yeah. only literally just realized that the other day. It just it just confuses me. It just confuses me every time I watch the Dragon Ball Z anime because they, they obviously switch the V's with B's, don't they? Yeah, Videl and so it's like it, and you look if you watch the Dragon Ball Z anime or when they're, they're all cheering for Videl and that it says Videl on the sides and that and you're like that's weird. So it makes it even weirder that yes, you're right, it is definitely Devil, but it is also like bro. <laughs> In the anime, they're saying like Bidel, Bidel everywhere. Yeah, obviously they say like Bejida and stuff like that as well. So it's all right. It used to confuse me like with um when Buller first came around, and as a kid, I was like, how's that work? It's confusing because it's like yeah, B U L L A, and then it's like, oh right, yeah, that L R thing. So yeah, I'm surprised Vegeta didn't have more of a say in naming them after vegetables. Why would he have a say? He's he doesn't wear the pants in that relationship. He also doesn't care for his kids, so hey, that's a lie. <laughs> he cares for Buller more than he loves Trunks. No, he loves he loves Buller. He develops he develops like things I like, know emotions for his kids. But like at the start, he really doesn't give a shit. When Buller was born, he was he was on that right. Yeah, but by that time, he cared about Trunks. He cared about Trunks like that at that point. Yeah, but Trunks is a little shit anyway, so who cares? Wow. <laughs> Pony to this film, he's not a little shit anymore. He's a big shit because he's had a growth spurt and he's grown up because the timeline is whack. Whoa, Gohan explains that away, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, Saiyans remain small for quite a long time and then all of a sudden we have a growth spurt, he says. All I'm saying, all I'm saying, right, is saying, huh? Anyway, (laughs) all I'm saying is if Super returns as an anime, Mm -hmm. I would not be surprised if they do the arcs like the Moro arc and then the arc after the Moro arc and then the Gas and Alec arc and stuff. I would not be surprised 
if suddenly in the anime it is a few years on and Trunks and Goten have just taller and all of that kind of thing. Mm. I mean, that's if they even decide to do those other arcs. They will. They will. Like, they don't have to do the morrow. Like, they might just decide, yeah, yeah, that was a cool thing for the manga and we're just going to do a completely new one. Oh, but the morrow arc is the best one they've done since, like... I mean, it was good, but again, they can just decide, right, so we did the film and we're going to continue from the film and then we'll add in elements that happened in the manga. But to understand, you would have had to have read the chapters. Like, it's it's a weird state of affairs right now that it's Dragon Ball is kind of a multi media machine yeah that doesn't quite have to do the exact same thing in every form at this point it's like obviously it was a, like with z it was a time where the manga's out by akira toriyama we'll follow that strategy but right now akira toriyama is just basically overseeing it yeah pretty <laughs> he's like yeah that works that works oh yeah this design concepts by toriyama this story's okay yeah just name these guys after heaters it's all good but now he he's just like toriyama doesn't have as much control as he like used to do back then so right now we've just got like stuff all over the place where we don't actually know what is the direct linear path of the story so it it's a bit confusing right now especially when you look at what okay yeah like what is the anime gonna do next are we gonna go straight on from the film or are we gonna go from the manga no but what i'm saying is i wouldn't be surprised if they go into the manga but they have they just decide to set it three years in the future where the only real difference is pan trunks and Goten uh, older. I mean, it would it would work, and realistically, those characters don't even have anything to do with. Yeah, they don't appear at all in <laughs> those arcs at all. They so. had a couple of panels, maybe, and that's it. Yeah, it's doable. It is certainly doable because like Gohan doesn't have, really have anything. And... Yeah, it is doable, but then I feel like they probably still wouldn't, just because some people would be like, "Yeah, but that's not how it happened in this." In, in the that material it didn't do that and the fandom's already completely torn and weird as it is over the differences between the manga and movies and anime like i don't know i, I feel like that you're just going to cause more confusion but i feel like right now it's hard to tell like where this is all going to go because it could go in any direction we're just having like we're just speculating at this point where it's going to go true in the manga we had beerus like soloing the entire rest of the gods of destruction didn't we which was awesome. Yeah. But that did not happen in the anime. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, a thing. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember. I, honestly, I don't even remember that. But <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I'll go along with it. Fair. I, I'm just like, with the super manga, I just like kind of like, I read it and be like, oh, that's cool. And then I probably forget about whatever happened <laughs> like two months later or three months later. Anyway, though, the film. <laughs> I'm just going to bring it up right now. Yeah. We have all talked about it before this. So Pepe broke his own rule. But there is one scene that, uh, well, two two scenes technically that are just very unnecessary in terms of the um, shot decisions. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we... Three. What? There are three. Three. Oh, yeah, there were, there were three, uh, three shots. So basically, yeah. Yeah, it's... I mean... It's arguable <laughs> because realistically, yeah, three is is an unnecessary choice. Like, okay, let's actually talk about what we're like instead of like dance around it. So the shots we're talking about here are some very, very close up shots of uh <laughs> how do we explain it? Magenta uh, and Dr. Hedo's crotches as the car spins out of control at the beginning. Yes, yep. it's a very interesting choice to have that angle mm -hmm. you could have just done like an over the shoulder like back and forth cut between mm -hmm. the two characters because they're right next to each other right yeah it was odd it's not even like at the end where like fat gotenks has got his you know trousers blasted at the butt and then he's doing a whole <laughs> japanese like shinchan thing <laughs> that's different right that you kind of like okay well you know that's kind of japanese humor that's also like og dragon ball humor but the crotch shot i don't know what that was about it really is emphasized a lot more in this when you see it in cinemas as well i think it's possible if you're watching it on tv you'd be like okay that's yeah yeah that's a bit weird but but it's when you're watching it in the cinema where it's on a massive screen and the, everyone everyone in the room is just staring at this guy's crotch and it's, it just gets a bit like okay why yeah <laughs> why have you done that yeah but then equally we all agreed that there's another shot where Bulma's looking for the uh communicator to talk to Whis, and it's just straight up Bulma bottom in your face yeah, yeah. and you it's like 
There were kids in that audience, man, and I definitely heard a mum make some comments. Well, <laughs> if we want to talk about the audience, I did also realise that we may have been the only adults there without kids. No, there was a solo guy by himself next to me. <laughs> okay, so Yay. out of a, a smallish screen, there were four adult males there without kids the rest were parents with kids great i mean yeah well they just saw animated dragon balls and decided to take their kids i guess i don't know it's summer holidays they gotta give them something to do when i was waiting for you guys who went to the bathroom i did hear two of the kids come out of the screen and they were actually talking about dragon ball in the same way kids would always talk about dragon ball Hmm. and it was it was sort of heartwarming because they were both like oh yeah but like so gohan used the special beam cannon right but he knows kamehameha and then but trunks knows it and then goten knows it so then they could like combine and it'd be like the 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 special kamehameha beam cannon and i was like fucking hell i remember having conversations like that when i was like (laughs) 10 (laughs) i was like oh man it's not it was actually nice to hear that Mm. it's cool to hear like kids of that generation like actually talk about the same like you said the same way we did like and it makes me wonder how they even got access to it (laughs) i don't know (laughs) probably from those cringy adverts beforehand super cyan oh jesus christ yeah the oh the super cyan <laughs> toys <laughs> yeah the, is, it figure, is it figure arts yeah figure like arts that? but like don't get me wrong those adverts themselves besides the voiceover the and you know the stop motion animations actually mm. For one of them was actually really good. I mean, it's like if you're a kid, you watch that and you're like, oh, that's cool. Like, I, I mean, it gives me a little bit of childhood nostalgia watching that. And when you like when you get like those adverts on TV, I remember like a Yu-Gi-Oh one where it's like action, Yu-Gi-Oh action figures. And like, it, I remember watching that. I was like, oh, that's cool. And I imagine I would have had the same reaction to that advert as I would have had like back when I was a kid as well. So I don't know. I think it's 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 there. I don't think it's the best advert and the dubbing, <laughs> the voiceover is incredibly awesome awkward but um i know the advert itself was cool that's fine (laughs) yeah so what did we think of the uh film's new villains or the sort of villains being the gammas our new androids gamma one and gamma two they were great i really liked them i thought they were really good like gamma two i actually in this film lent over to pepe and went do you get sonic vibes from this guy because that's what i got (laughs) yeah (laughs) as soon as you said it to me i was like i cannot unsee it now and i cannot unhear it it sounds like sonic (laughs) it did i wanted i forgot to look it up to see if that was sonic's voice actor but it sounded a little bit like sonic and he had that same sort of like ego to him and he had that same sort of Mm. like cadence so if he definitely felt like he could turn around and just be like, gotta go fast. Shut up, Butnik. There was like a... <laughs> Gamma 1 was very like Android 17 vibes, I think. Mm. But like with it, like the, the thing is with these like uh, these androids though, they have like a strong sense of justice, and that's that's the one thing you do see that more as the film goes on. Because you see, the, was it Gamma Two attack Piccolo from the game, and that's how it all. <laughs> oh, starts. that was pretty good. That was a good fight. How am I seeing your sound effects? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, this is the one thing. Like the trailer for this, when I when the first trailer came out, I was like, oh, they actually gonna do the whole sound effects throughout the movie, and I thought that was like, that should be quite cool. No, it's just a little hologram attached to his back, and it was only for the one scene as well that's the one thing i thought it was gonna be like i'm really glad they didn't do it for the whole film though that i think that would have been a bit jarring well it broke when he got back to the red ribbon army base like it went on the fritz and mm. that's how we saw that it was holograms yeah and then he didn't use it from then on i wouldn't have minded seeing it throughout the whole film yeah i mean again i personally i would have found it a bit jarring if it was like constantly there but at the same time i'd understand if it was always there because it's dragon ball mm. you imagine a goku and vegeta fight where it's just constant wham kapow blam every time they land a hit i don't think i would uh i don't think i'd stick with the series if that happened (laughs) i I think i would have to move on from my favorite series but it was uh i don't know if you guys remember but like early on when it's talking about like hedo and like heroes and stuff did you also notice that one old hero that is basically the gamma's design oh really no i didn't oh yeah yeah when he was looking at um yeah yeah it's gamma twos right gamma twos design i don't know i think it might have been what i don't know it might have just been the basis for both of them yeah but like there was basically one of the gammas like 
right there. So Hedo just really liked that design and uh, just made them into robots. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, the, the title is Superhero. And realistically, there was, like, the whole basis around Hedo's creations and, like, the Gammas, really. Like, they're all, like, he's like, oh, I'd want it all to be hero-based. Like, he's so fixated on heroes. They creates these two androids that are completely different to stuff like the Jorah was making with, like, 1718 all them other androids I, I mean yeah they're cool i think they had like some good character development in the whole thing and their designs are decent like different from what we've seen in dragon ball in general so i was happy with them yeah yeah they were pretty cool and then of course we had our big bad and i mean <laughs> big being uh yeah cell max which uh, just made me think that if he got perfected, it would literally just be Cell, but the size of an Uzaru. I would have preferred it if it was Cell X, but I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. So Cell Max, guys, was just like, it's just Cell in second form, essentially, with a giant club for her tail, mm. slightly more red than green, and freaking giant. Yeah, it's like second, yeah, second form cell as well, isn't it? Like, yeah, second form cell. I would have said definitely red, though. Not like in that description, you make it sound like he's got more of a red hue than a green. Yeah, he was red, wasn't he? Yeah, he was definitely red. He was definitely red. I didn't like that the rumors I heard were basically confirmed in that moment. This is the one thing I had. Uh, the biggest problem I had with the film is that this whole section is appeasing some part of the fandom that didn't carry on past the Cell Saga. Yeah. So the whole last bit is just reliving the past. Yeah, yeah I did. Absolutely. Almost yeah. in an identical way, which really <laughs> just sort of rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, it did kind of feel just like, oh, it's Gohan, so the villain has to be Cell. Exactly, right? Yeah, and it has to activate, Go Gohan's powers have to activate in the same way yeah. that he activated Super Saiyan 2, basically, yeah. Someone he cared about got hurt real bad and then it's the same like red line thing that opens up to like yeah. burning rage screen and then his hair's super big again but has to be even yeah. bigger because now he's taller and it's yeah. like oh come on oh yeah let's i think is it's riding the line of trying to pay homage to it and just literally just copy and pasting it that's the, that's the one thing you like that would yeah but that's the thing it wasn't an homage was it it was just basically the same thing yeah it is literally and like, i mean arguably you could argue oh he's grown now so he hasn't done the whole overconfidence thing you know like in like i don't know in uh, yeah dragon ball like he's he, like yeah he just he just took down cell straight away pretty much in this one instead of having the sort of overconfidence oh i want to make him pay or whatever realistically it doesn't work with this villain either because this is just a big out of control bug so <laughs> <laughs> it do doesn't work the same way that cell made everyone pay it's just, just like this bug that wants to kill everyone yeah <laughs> I felt like it ruined what the film had already built up. Like Sam was saying, we had Piccolo focused, which was great. We had more of the side characters. We had a bit of like home life. So we got to see Pan and stuff. Yeah. We got to see all these other characters. And then it's just like, oh, by the way, you know that thing you loved from a long time ago where everyone says Go Home was the coolest? Yeah, we're doing that again. So like, I don't want mm. that again. We talk about our new forms as well. Yeah, we might as well because we're practically there now. Yeah. Should we start with Go Gohan's first? Let's start because we already mentioned it. Yeah. So we have beast gohan or gohan beast it's one of the two i think it's gohan beast is the name of the form or well, either way it's stupid <laughs> it is a really ridiculous name i'm not a fan of it i guess in a way it's like ultimate gohan if he were to go super saiyan in the same way i guess super saiyan blue is super saiyan god turned super saiyan i guess mm. it's kind of like that because he was ultimate when he then cracked and then turned into that form yeah. But it's just interesting that they would even make a new transformation considering the law back in the day was, you know, the elder Kai, the old Kai was like, you don't have to do that anymore <laughs> because you're at, you, that's it. Like, this is what you look like because the other this transformations are barbaric. Yeah. You don't need to use anger. You just are powerful. So the fact that they just sort of threw that out and was like, right, now <laughs> you've got the power, but we're going to push you further and fuse it with your Saiyan power. Yeah, you've got like UI esque looking hair and yeah yeah you've got some fucking fan art looking shit because it's red oh, eyes so spiky ass art, yeah. massive white hair or silver hair whatever fucking color you want to call that it literally was just i don't know man it it looked like something 
somebody found on the internet. It looked like an OC. It looked like someone's OC. It looks like yeah. Dragon Ball AF from back in the day. It literally <laughs> looks like that. And, like, and it's like, it, I mean, it's it looks cool. It didn't do anything either. I mean, this is this is the one thing. I, I, I don't mind the whole concept of it. I don't mind the design, but I think there's something about it just rubs me the wrong way about it. I think maybe it's the way it came about or the story or something, but it just did it like... I uh, know. I'm in two minds about it. I think if it isn't a fighting game or something, look. Okay, here's here's where I'd put it. If it was in Dragon Ball Heroes, I would pay. I wouldn't probably bat an eyelid to it. Yeah, but that's because it's attached to Heroes, isn't it? Like every anything in that is just like uh... that's because it's attached to Heroes. When it's <laughs> That's where you got like Super Saiyan 3 Vegeta. That's where you've got like your Super Saiyan 4 Gohans and stuff. Yeah, you've got Super Saiyan 4 Limit Breaker uh, Zeno Goku, which is Super Saiyan 4 yeah. with God Key. Like, it's just. It's like all over the place, isn't it? Oh, you've, you've, you've even got like Angel Goku now as well in Heroes, where he's yeah. like, being trained by the Grand Priest and shit. It's mad. Yeah, and like th- that's what I can imagine this form being. But when it's introduced in the actual series, it kind of just feels like uh, they just wanted to throw in a new transformation to make it a selling point and that's what they chuck in the trailer and then you see oh a new transformation i've got to see what this is about how it comes about and it kind of feels like they just thrown the transformation in for the sake of it and that's what make i think that's what makes it feel a bit all he did with it is use special beam cannon and that was that yeah he could have just got really angry did a giant special beam cannon and that was that instead of the transformation yeah Again, like, he could have just stayed as ultimate Gohan. It would have been fine. Mm. You would have just been like, okay, he's just pissed, like Sam said. Like, he just got so induced in rage, he had enough power (laughs) to do it. Because everyone keeps saying he could have been the most powerful being ever. Yeah. (laughs) Literally, it's like the word of the movie. Yeah. Could have been the most powerful being. The amount of times it's freaking said. (laughs) It's just like, Gohan's potential. Like, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Pepper's like, they bring it up so many times, so you could have just done that. Piccolo getting a transformation is fine, actually, to be fair. I I think he needed something. That was, yeah. Other than the whole, what shall I call it? Orange Piccolo. <laughs> oh, for fuck, yeah. <laughs> Rather than like, you know, Namekian Super Saiyan, I don't know. I mean... Not Namekian Super Saiyan, that would be awful. Would they even... What would, okay, okay, guys. Orange Piccolo is a shit name. Let's all let's all agree on that now. Yeah. But what would you call it? Super Namek God. Oh, God. No, no, no. I would call it Shenron Piccolo. Or or, or like Shenron Namekian Super Saiyan. Shenron Namekian or something. I don't know. That's really bad. Yeah, I feel like oh, it's it's definitely like you're right though. I think Shenron should be included or like Dragon, like Dragon Piccolo or something like that. Or like... Dragon Dragon Namekian or something. Dragon something makes sense because technically Piccolo would have been part of the uh wait, I think the Dragon Clan of Namekians is the magicians. What's the fighters? I can't remember what they're called. Hey, we could just call it Super Namekian too. <laughs> yeah, fuck it, do that. <laughs> but you can't though, because Super Namekian originally was when they turned giant. That's what they called Lord Slug. Oh, true. But they called him a Super Namek when he absorbed Kami as well. He was like, I'm now a Super Namekian. Yeah. To be fair, Piccolo named it himself. So (laughs) this is him just going, I guess if I had to call it anything, it would be Orange Piccolo. (laughs) Yeah. I think all three of us just burst out laughing at that. I think the whole cinema burst out laughing at that point. (laughs) He's about as original as freaking freezer yeah <laughs> golden freezer or the new one we want to or do yeah but that's a spoiler <laughs> spoilers we'll, of the manga we, yeah. that's a spoiler we'll leave for, we're not there yet we'll leave out yeah we're, we're not yeah, gonna we're yeah. not gonna hit that but no yeah it was a cool form he looked freaking terrifying i'm not gonna lie like i was I gonna say... not want to come across him he looked like if piccolo had just turned into the most evil son of a bitch you'd ever meet but it was a nice callback yeah it's like piccolo on steroids <laughs> It was, it was. It's the fact that the whole time they've got old information, they kept calling him King Piccolo. So, you know, that's mm. back when they were calling themselves demons. I thought it was a nice touch that his like, antennas turned into little horns and stuff, and he looked like he looked like a demon. Mm. Oh, well, there you go. There's the perfect name for that form. Dragon King Piccolo. Actually, yeah. yeah. I'd vibe with that. He yeah. had Demon King Piccolo when he was evil. And now he's Dragon King. It was interesting they had the, a little new logo appear on his back, though. Yeah, that was cool. I guess it's Shenron's uh, mark, right? Because Shenron was like, yeah, here's your dormant power, and there's a li- and there's a little extra for you, you know, because I like you, mate. You're cool. You're cool. Well, I mean, he did sort of create him, so 
yeah you'd expect him to give him a bit extra because otherwise he wouldn't exist oh i will say what was quite amusing is when dende was like i've never thought of upgrading the dragon before let me do it again and then all he does is just pour some water over it and then he's like <laughs> oh wow it worked cool you could it's done now yeah what the hell was that was that supposed to be the mystical water or something the mystical water <laughs> yeah he was like it might be possible give me one second and then he goes and he's like oh yeah it was completely possible i've just done it for you it's all good <laughs> <laughs> it would have been hilarious if you'd saw him go in get the statue and go oh fuck i haven't really done anything but i've got to show him something he just goes and grabs a bottle and i'd like opens the tap pour some regular water and he's like oh you'll believe anything no guys it's a callback to that filler ep- filler arc <laughs> that's between... what i think it is i honestly <laughs> think that's it. what that is <laughs> it's called the mystic water anyway. yeah We're the mystic water the... from uh, oh, God, garlic yeah. jr isn't it <laughs> that's the mystic water guys <laughs> then they didn't even have to go to the weird realm that kami and popo did <laughs> he just <laughs> goes into his like closet of whatever he has like, yeah there's there's the mystic water he just went into the toilet <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just went into the bathroom and was like, "Cool, got the uh, got the old mystic water out of the it's sink." Mystic, mystic. Yeah, that is a thing. <laughs> but like, I think like Orange Piccolo is like, I think his the whole the way that transformation came around and even like the follow up to it uh, where he's fighting Gamma Two did feel a lot more like, "Oh, that's epic. That's cool to see Piccolo get some love again, get some more power, and actually like realistically be on some sort of similar level to where Goku and Vegeta are." Yeah, probably not on that level, but like at least somewhat close to it. Well, I mean, like if you count that this film takes place after Broly, so they really only just they're still at Blue and maybe a ultra instinct sign so like piccolo is probably around that level which is fine like because it brings him uh, up to a more rele- relevant level but toriyama has apparently said like where they would fit in terms of the goku and vegeta transformations mm-hmm. and orange piccolo is at the level of super saiyan blue yeah it makes sense whereas then gohan beast is much more powerful than super saiyan blue but it is below ultra instinct and below ultra ego okay right okay so at that point in the timeline with no training whatsoever no being trained by gods no achieving super saiyan god form or anything like that gohan's anger has made him more powerful well technically a god key after like he unlocked the realm of the gods when he got his power boost and became ultimate gohan so i suppose but then it just but then here's another thing which I said to Nathan yesterday, and Pepe, I want your two f- takes on this as well. Uh-huh. But like, Gohan is not the only half Saiyan, half human. Mm-hmm. So why do Goten and Trunks not have the same potential as Gohan? Um, I have no answer for it. <laughs> uh, I, the only way I can answer that is probably because plot. And it's like, they're, they're younger and... Gohan was the first... Yeah, but I mean, I guess when they were kids, they're already Super Saiyan level. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's that's also a thing in itself. The fact that they're able to that that's a thing in C like Z that oh, Goten and Trunks have Super Saiyan when they're that young. So no, my thought on that though is they were both conceived when Goku and Vegeta were already Super Saiyan. So having a Super Saiyan kid when you're Super Saiyan, maybe that's how it works. I don't know. I I know the actual reason for that, but it pains me to know. So Oh God, tell us. So Toriyama at the time came out and said that Goten and Trunks can turn Super Saiyan at such a young age because they were born with more S cells. It's a fucking Star Wars prequel midichlorians bollocks. So some Saiyans have more S-cells. Those Saiyans are more likely to turn Super Saiyan. Okay. That's literally it. It's the stupidest thing ever. But, uh, yeah. Surely that would make... If, like, realistically, they're half-human, though. So wouldn't that make it, like... I don't know. That's the explanation. Maybe they've got more S-cells because their daddies were Super Saiyans. <laughs> but Saiyans are, just... all Saiyans are born with different levels of S-cells. I don't think we should talk about that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I hate everything about that. I wish I didn't know that information. To the previous point, though, what I said to Sam was, the reason Goten and Trunks don't 
have the same potential, quote unquote, is because they're the comic relief. It's all plot. They're always just going to be, regardless of how old they are, they're just always going to be the two kids who are almost as strong as anyone else. But because they're time wasters, they will always resort to the fusion dance Mm -hmm. and always fuck it up somehow and be cocky little shits. And that's it. That's it. That's all they are. And we're never going to see adult Gotenks. And even if we did, it would be bungled a bunch of times beforehand. We'll see the anemic one and then we'll see the fat one. And then by the time they get it right they got it right at the end of that film they just didn't show it to us yeah but that's what i'm saying like by the time they get it right it doesn't matter they're not gonna do anything (laughs) literally at the end of the film where it literally didn't matter anymore why were they doing it (laughs) why were they even doing it (laughs) just because you can doesn't (laughs) literally just because they can because like i said they're time wasters that's it it is always like what sam does raise a good point the fact that like they got super saiyan so early but so arguably probably have more potential arguably like they do have more potential than gohan i would yeah i would have said they have more potential but time wasters bro i know yeah it's it's all plot it's all down to plot at the end of the day because it's what works it's what's more convenient because at the end of the day you can't have a second gohan because that's another main character that you have to end end up developing and it's just gonna be ag i mean i guess super saiyan 2 future trunks did manage to do his whole like crazy spirit sword thing that rivaled vegeto blue against zamasu right yeah so like there is there is some like you know i was at the time thinking but he's only super saiyan 2 why is he like suddenly doing more damage against zamasu than blue vegeto did but half saiyan half human have more potential than full saiyans for some reason maybe well i mean that whole spirit sword thing was sort of from a a spirit bomb which is supposed to be like the best thing against evil entities so it could be argued that it was Uh, more the technique than actually him Maybe <laughs> just bring it out because he just hates future drugs. <laughs> 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 Look, I'm not saying because of that, but I mean, like lo- logically, it was because he they were doing something with a spirit bomb, and then it sort of somehow went into his fucking broken sword, like, mm. and then he cut him in half. And you know, by that point, no one's gonna say Zamas was not completely yeah, evil. But let's, no, 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 no one even managed to actually beat him. No, just yeah, right. They had to call in the god of everything and just have him wipe everything <laughs> out, the whole freaking universe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is this is. Like, you can't fix yeah. this. Bye. <laughs> Pretty much like, uh, what is yeah. this? I don't like this. It's all gone. Oh god, that was a that was an interesting arc. Okay, yeah, I think like like in general as well, I wanted to talk to you guys about the uh art direction. Okay, yeah. Like was I remember when a lot of people saw this uh, this trailer at first, it's not your typical like art style that Dragon Ball would usually go for. It has it goes on like a borderline CG vibe, right? You you just feel that, right? Well, it is it is CG. Yeah, it's like it's like Beast Stars and uh the other one kind of animation, isn't it? You know what I mean by the other one, Berserk, that's the one. Yeah. Like what did you guys think of it in the end like after seeing the whole movie hated it in the trailer yeah but then this actually changed my mind i think it actually looked really good i mean i will say in terms of art direction i still think that dragon ball super broly trumps it oh i agree yeah yeah i mean you're not gonna top that though and i think that's possibly the best yeah i think that's some of the best art direction dragon ball has literally ever had i think arguably if it was in that art style then well you know what i think they're very different films right yeah i think the art style fit this one absolutely but you know where it was more just like an intense universal battle in broly uh the whole sort of almost watercolory crazy art direction they went for that one fit that one much more mm-hmm. so yeah it, it grew on me but then i never thought i would like that kind of art design anyway but then i started watching beast stars and i fell in love with that kind of art direction so it it, it's, it wasn't as bad as i thought it might be i actually agree with you because i think i remember seeing that and i was like oh i'm not too keen on that art style but you're right it is is completely like it suits this movie really well and like uh, yeah i mean at times i don't know if you notice as well some of the animation was a little bit janky i think it's when carmine was walking it's like when we're on the first scenes he's walking towards um is it magenta it is magenta isn't it mm-hmm. yeah and like it is shoulder just really like seems a bit rigid and i was like oh, that's a, that looks a bit weird i mean 
mean, that would be because it's 3D modeling and the 3D animation is all, you know, like, yeah, some you got to get the skeleton right. And maybe whoever was at animating that walk cycle might have just missed the frame or two or something or forgot. I feel like it's more detrimental at the start of the film compared to towards the end, because at that point you're invested in the action, you're watching the battle scenes. Whereas this point, you're like five minutes into the film and you're watching this dude walk in a casual scene where not much is going on. You're probably going to like, in my case, I guess I noticed it more because it's at the start and there's not much else you can look at but like yeah like that's that's my only complaint with it really i think otherwise i thought it was quite decent for what it is i'm not gonna say anything completely bad against it i, I like like sam said though like broly was like top tier with that animation as well i they definitely cleaned it up by multitudes because the trailer was super rough the lighting was off the texturing was off it all just felt like it wasn't complete yet. But the final film, like, I actually do quite like the texturing. It looks like Dragon Ball. And at times it was kind of hard mm-hmm. to tell that it was 3D. Like it was all shot in 3D because the lighting is mm. pretty on point. It's, uh, yeah, it's fine, to be honest. Uh, I think it's more interesting that this film is supposed was like basically pioneering this whole new system of animation and like styling for basically the rest of Toei stuff. I think the problem with it though is I don't think it necessarily fits the pacing of Dragon Ball fights that well and thinking about it that might be why they decided to go for Cell Max as in just a giant villain for the main fight. Mm, yeah. Because the whole all of the fights, the Goku and Vegeta fight we had, it was cool but it felt very slow compared to normal Dragon Ball fights and then and some of the fights between like Piccolo and uh, Gamma 2, for example, they were all right. But then like the final fight was just a giant thing and they all kept their distance firing energy blasts at it. And it just felt a bit slower and the fights weren't anywhere near as good and what you go to Dragon Ball for. And mm. again, it's all down to the fact that Shueisha and Toei, they're pushing. This is what they want. This is the animation style they want for like a bunch of stuff. So Dragon Ball is the pioneer of it. So everyone had to learn to do this like and get it to somewhat of a decent level for the film because this is supposedly apparently what I've heard. This is it. This is supposedly Dragon Ball's future and quite a lot of other things future. This is how things are going to look. I don't personally agree with it, but it looked fine. They did a great job making it at least feel Mm. somewhat Dragon Ball with that. But yeah, it's, I don't know. It just seems like an interesting choice to outside of also the success of the movie for that franchise also pushing something like that. I think it can work. And like you said, Sam, like you enjoyed it with Beastars. And I think it, I think it's an as and when situation. I think pushing it as the future of like all their stuff is a very big decision. I feel like, like with certain manga and anime everything has a different style like it's all designed differently and i feel like you can't just say oh yeah we're going to go for this one thing now i feel like you've got to like do a style of animation which is suitable to that series itself well yeah like b stars isn't particularly like action heavy at all it's more just you know the story of it all and it's a bit of a murder mystery and this that the other so you know i think the style fits that really well but then as i just said in terms of how i felt the pacing of some of the fights and stuff in that one were i'm not sure if that reflects the art style because it's probably a bit more expensive to do, so they can't do as much as they could if it was standard in the fights you know i don't know like that I guess there's pros and cons to both. I, I seriously don't know why they would push so hard. Just give me more Broly style fights and I'm happy. <laughs> I mean, that's what everyone said. As soon as that first trailer came out and it was like, oh yeah, you know, it's all going to be 3D. That stuff you liked before. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing that again. I think that's why like, it's so hard to live up to that previous film as well. And I think it's probably best that they didn't go for that Broly style with this one though. Because imagine if you got it with this one, I feel like, it, like with the character and the characters in the plot of this although i think the film was good i don't think it was as good as broly and having that fantastical art style from broly in this film i think would have felt a little bit out of place thinking about it now yeah 
Yes. I think it could have worked, though. I think it could have worked, but would it have worked as well as Brilliant? Would... It could have made, I think it made... I think there's scenes that it definitely would have made better. Yeah, I think it would have made the fights better. Yeah. But in terms of everything else around it and all of the padding and stuff around it, then maybe, yes, this one would have worked a bit more, but... I I, I mean, we'll never nah. know the true answer, <laughs> will we, to be honest. It's, yeah. it's the business, and business always prevails regardless of what one of you go work for terry and then find out for us <laughs> if i could work for the dragon room uh i'd probably get fired because i've got too many opinions that probably go against <laughs> the grain i'd probably be too outspoken for a, a, a japanese office yeah that you probably throw some cogs in the works there um <laughs> is there anything else you guys have to say about the film at all is there anything like that you feel like missed out on at all uh just that the goku and vegeta scene was pointless and didn't need to be in it Abs- okay yeah absolutely i completely agree with this there was no need for it yeah like, it could have just been oh we can't contact them for some reason the end you know what the need is for it they want they need to have goku in this film that's that yeah that is the one box tick thing like because if go if there's no goku in this film that's the main character of the whole series right there you can't like it, it feels a bit weird to not have minutes so they got to tick a box basically it, it's just to appease all the fans like the yeah. yeah like the film was just trying to please everybody but not make everyone satisfied it was just enough that you probably won't complain mm. i mean just quickly with that scene as well i thought when you know Weiss was like, okay, you're going to do a threat fight, free for all, no universe destroying moves, no Kamehameha's, just fist fight. I thought he meant between those two and Broly as well, but no, it was just Goku and Vegeta and that made me sad. No, because, no, it's good. They did also say Broly, you're going to sit and watch because he keeps getting out of control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's fine for what it is. Like, like you said, it was pointless. It was completely pointless. And they showed that, like, they pretty much showed that in the trailer as well, which is, I found hilarious. It's just like that one scene. It's just, it is literally just to market it. That's what, that's what it was. It is. I, I think they also, because they sort of put themselves in a corner, because you know, the, the reveal trailer is Goku doing a little routine. Yeah. yeah. And then immediately the next one is, he's not the main character. And it's a subsequent marketing. I think they just, had to put in because they set some sort of expectation and they were like oh shit if we don't they're gonna be mad (laughs) there we go pointless goku Is there anything else? Not anything else at all? Overall thoughts of the film. Okay, let's round it up then. Overall thoughts on the film. Like, you, do you think it lived up to hype? Are you happy with it, the outcome, all that sort of thing? Yeah, I was I was fine with the film. Like, it was a decent film. It's a little too fan servicey for my liking. Mm-hmm. But overall, pretty decent. You know, it was, a, it was an enjoyable watch. And uh, I'd recommend it to Dragon Ball fans because it feels like it's a bit too, like, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. You, like, if you don't know a whole lot about Dragon Ball, you might not really get it. Mm-hmm. And Sam? Uh, yeah, I'd say it was an enjoyable watch. If I had to rank it in terms of the Dragon Ball Super films we've had, uh, just remind me, Battle of Gods was technically a Dragon Ball Z film, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. So in which case, this is my least favorite Dragon Ball Super film. Uh, I would say it goes this, then Resurrection F in second place, and the best one being the Broly film. Technically, Resurrection F is a Z film as well, right? Because Super came out after it. No, it's actually Super. Is it? I think it's Dragon Ball Super. Resurrection F. I'm going to Google it right this second. Quite, fu- it's quite funny because the, the ending song for that film is called Pledge of. Oh no, Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F. Yeah. Okay, fine. So yeah, even so, it's the worst. <laughs> out of, super, two, out of two, it is the worst one. <laughs> there you go. Out of two, it is the worst one. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I'd I'd agree. Like it's it's hard to live up to that with in terms of those films. And I don't know, comparing it to some old Dragon Ball Z movies, it does be- it, it does stuff better than those. But times changed a lot since those came out, and I did enjoy it. I it's like yeah, all I can say is I just don't think it lives up to the hype of some previous films. But it's a good watch. Like Nathan said, if you're a Dragon Ball fan, you'll enjoy it. I'm sure you'll enjoy something. And just Dragon Ball getting some representation in the media these days. <laughs> I was gonna say if there's anything else, but I feel like I feel like the conversations gone. <laughs> okay well then (laughs) thanks for listening guys don't forget hit that bell button so you get notified check us out on podcast platforms and we will catch you next time bye guys bye see ya